Welcome to Resilient Minds 365, where we discuss the resilient stories of entrepreneurs, professionals, and students with mental illnesses to encourage you to strive, thrive, and live in abundance. I'm your host, Cleone Crawford. Welcome to Resilient Minds 365, where we discuss the resilient minds of entrepreneurs, professionals, and students with mental illnesses to encourage you to strive, thrive, and live in abundance. I'm your host, Cleone Crawford. Well, guys, we have a wonderful guest with us today. We have none other than Rabbi Alfredo Borodowski with us. Miss. Um, who is he? Who is Rabbi Alfredo? Well, he is a doctor of philosophy and congregational and spiritual leader. Rabbi Alfredo has helped individuals find purpose and meaning in life for over 30 years. He's a social worker receiving the Aldelphi University 2016 Inspire Award for Extraordinary Achievement, Determination, Advocacy, and Leadership. He is certified in executive coaching, Myers-Briggs personality inventory, and positive psychology. He is an alumnus of the GLEAN program on spiritual and entrepreneurship at Columbia University Business School. He is one of the 20 spiritual leaders invited to participate in the spirituality and mental health certification by the Spirituality Mind and Body Institute at the Teachers College at Columbia University. So with that said, I now present to you Rabbi Alfredo Borodowski. How are you doing today, Ms. Uh, Rabbi? Great, Cleone. Thank you for, for having me. And uh, my mother would be proud of <laughs> what you just read. Uh, the Maybe the, the number one credential I would like to share is that I have bipolar. Yes. Okay. And we'll talk a little bit about it. Then besides all I've studied and the advocacy and learned, I can talk from the inside. I am part of the group of people with mental illness, proudly so. And uh, then I, I, I am in some way an expert from the point of view of knowledge, but I consider myself more profoundly to be an expert from the journey of having a mental illness. Awesome, awesome. So before we start into the mental health piece of this interview, how about we ask you, my first question is to ask you more about what you do. What is your profession? Tell us, walk us through what you do and how you got started. Okay, then I am a rabbi. I've been a rabbi for, since 1991. I had a, a few congregations, actually founded at some point my my own congregation with a group of dreamers and visionaries. And then I have served people. I have helped people to develop, to quest, to journey spiritually, to find meaning in life. I think that's that is center of what I do. Rabbi, by the way, people do not know sometimes what it means, but mm -hmm. rabbi means teacher, it means uh -huh. teacher. The rabbi in essence is a teacher. Then I've been a teacher at the university where I studied a PhD in philosophy and I taught rabbis 
and graduate students. Uh, I've been in leadership seminars and, you know, and positions and executive coach, as you mentioned, something I've done extensively to work with personality type theory. Okay, you know, Meyer Briggs and positive psychology, but I would say in essence, Cleone, what they do is help people to know who they are. That's good. Okay, to, to, know, the, to know themselves, because I, I think that's the key to having a good life, to know who you are. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Thank you very much. So now that we know a little bit more about what you do as a rabbi and as a, I believe as a social worker, correct? Yes. Right. Now that we know what you do about as those two, we are going to move into the mental health part of the interview. So the first question is, is what is your mental health diagnosis and when were you diagnosed? So we know you were diagnosed with bipolar. When, so when were you diagnosed? Some people have a life where they have a point, specific point of before and after. And I have a strong one. And that happened in 2013 on June 19th when I was arrested. I was arrested at 10 in the morning for impersonating a police officer. I, I, I was bipolar, did not have a diagnosis. I went to my psychiatrist and I was so in love with the energy of my mania that I lied, okay? And I told my, my psychiatrist that I was depressed. And that's something that happens a lot, by the way. Unipolar depression and bipolar two, which is what I have, are confused mm. because the mania is not so strong. Then I was a given prescribed a antidepressant, Lexapro, and my mania went through the roof. Mm. And at that point, yeah, at that point, a congregant of mine gave me a shield, you know, a copy of his shield, friends and family shields, you know, which should be illegal. Okay, I, I you know, what's what this the story behind that you can give to your friends and family a copy of your shield, then you can drive at 100 miles an hour. And if a policeman stops you, you show the shield and they let you go. And that's what happened to me. <laughs> they gave me the shield. I went through a stop sign. A policeman stopped me. I showed the shield. And basically, he smiled at me. And I went through like nothing happened. And at that point, with my mania and my grandiosity, I impersonated the police officer. And I began basically directing traffic through the highways. Until, Cleone, I had the luck of showing my badge to a lady in her 20s and 10 seconds later I had three police cars behind me later find out Google the name of my restraining order that she had against me that she was the fiance of the policeman in town <laughs> then I showed my shield okay for all the people in this world yes but that was a blessing because yeah. it stopped the mania then I was I was arrested. I was fired from a job. I was hospitalized for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I was diagnosed bipolar, diagnosed bipolar. Mm -hmm. And the, the press made a circus out of me, given that I was a prominent rabbi. It, they began having, you know, like 
non-kosher arrests, you know, have been making fun of me, of me on, 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 on the press. My case went all the way to front page in Japan and Ireland. Oh, wow. Okay. I, oh, yes. I became internationally famous. I mean, like, I didn't touch anybody, I didn't, any violence or anything. I shot just directed traffic, but because of my profile, because of my profile, it went, it went international. But but Cleone, in, in, in a period of two weeks, I was arrested, hospitalized, fired, ridiculed by the press. Yeah. And I, I, I in, in, in two weeks, my entire world collapsed and it went into deep darkness for a long time. Yes. Okay. So maybe you can walk us through your mental health story of resilience. How did you come back from that? From going through yeah. mania to now you are a social worker and you are doing great and you're an advocate. And so walk us through that whole process. Then I, I was living my life on a fetal position on my green couch. I completely collapsed into darkness. I had four cases against me for impersonating a police officer in four different districts. I was my the head of the police association in Westchester said that they would make an exemplar out of me. Mm -hmm. And and my lawyer told me at this point we should not do anything. We need things cool that to cool down. Then for eight months I was paralyzed without driving, without working, on a couch in complete darkness. Suicidal. I was hospitalized once again. Mm. And one day I felt like a force. I can't tell you exactly what it was that moved me from my couch to my office. Strange. Mm -hmm. And it went up to my office and there on my desk was a file. And I tell you, Cleone, I can't tell how the file got there. Hmm. Call, it an, call it an angel, call it that I blocked it. Okay, call it destiny, synchronicity. You choose what you want. Right. But I do not recall the file being placed there. But I took the file, which I also do not know why, and I opened the file, and what I found changed my life. I found the results of a positive psychology test I had taken two years ago, or what is called the VIA, the Values in Action Instrument, which maps your strengths. And I read my top five strengths, which are called the signature strengths, which are the core of your strengths. And they were creativity, curiosity, love of learning, bravery and perseverance and it was like somebody turned some kind of switch inside of me and i read those five top strengths and i said wow that's me i yeah. have forgotten i have forgotten who i was right and a month later i was enrolled in social work school 
out of that moment of clarity and self-esteem and strength. And, and it wasn't easy because I was still depressed and with cases and, 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 but, but uh, I was determined. I tell you to be depressed and disoriented and fill forms and write essays is not an easy task. Right. But the positive psychology strengths, strengths, the positive psychology strengths kept me going. And 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 uh, most people do not know the strengths. You know, we have studies that two-thirds of people in America cannot mention their own strengths. Then there is what is called a pervasive strength blindness. And one of the things I do is to help people find the strengths. Amazing. I love that. I love that. I love that. Okay. So my next question is, so what did you have to do to overcome or bounce back from your low points? List all the resources. So we understand we, we found this file and this file basically was able to pull out of you like what, what you already knew about yourself, but you didn't know about yourself, but you found out you were enlightened. So what else um, were you able to, um, what other resources were able to help you? Then immediately when I was fired and arrested and was on the, on the press, many of my friends, or, or I thought were friends disappeared. Okay, I had, I was a prominent lecturer and I, taught seminars, everybody canceled everything immediately. Okay. I became damaged goods for most people. They would not reply to my emails. I tell you this feeling of writing to people who in the past respected you and honored you and you had a relationship and suddenly they disappear and never answer to you an email. And you check every two seconds to see there is, hey, is there anybody out there cares about me? and you are in absolute silence. But I was saved clearly by my family, okay, who stood by me, but also by my congregation. Good. My congregation my congregation immediately said, we know Rabbi Alfredo, we know who Alfredo is. This is not who he is, okay? There is a mental illness. They kept me as the rabbi. I continue being the rabbi for years to come. Mm. I know I can testify and witness to the power of community, of sacred community. I can I can testify. I would say, Cleone, that my congregation saved my life. Amazing. And 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 and, um, and when people know you, know know who you are, they 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 are capable and willing and loving to give you the benefit of the doubt. And when you make a mistake, when you are not yourself, it does not become a sense of your persona. Amazing, I love that, the power of community. Like I'm also a part of a faith community and, and with my mental health challenge, if it wasn't for that community, I don't know where I'd be as well. Um, it's very, it's very, they're more forgiving than the uh, the secular community, unfortunately. Um, so my next question to you is, what are three things you wish you had available when you were at your lowest point? 
Look, what's blessed with good professionals, you know, with therapists and psychiatrists, but I tell you the, the, the insurance system, the finding of a therapist and a psychiatrist is a nightmare in itself. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's a labyrinth. Okay, then then, then I, I wish we would have another system. I can't tell you what, because I am not an expert, but what I can tell you is that it is a full-time job and you are at your worst. You are not functional. You are not functional and things are dysfunctional. Then, then, then uh, 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 it needs to be a better way, okay? A better way to, to for the system to facilitate good professional care. The, the second thing, I, I, I clearly, I wanted more compassionate people around me. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I understood how many of our relationships are transactional. What I get from you or what you get from me. And the relationship relationships which are based on the human connection for altruistic, not benefit, but just to honor the person as another human being are precious. Right. And, and it's incredible how busy people, people are. And even people who I love, their availability was very constrained by the rhythm of life. And it, that's understandable because to care for somebody with a mental illness who is fired and ridiculed in the press, it demands a lot of commitment. Then uh, people should know more, we sh should know more about mental illness, what it means. Then the second thing, clearly we need more education. Yes. Okay. We, need, we, we, need, we need more education. Uh, and, and the third thing that, uh, that I, I would say to you is that we need better laws to protect, I believe, people at the workplaces. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't I don't want to get into the details, but uh, my condition had no bearing on my firing. I was fired while I, while I was hospitalized. I learned about being fired while being in the hospital, although I had told the head of the place where I worked that I was in a mental health in a ward. Okay, and then I went to a lawyer, okay, to see what my 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 options were, at least to know. And mm. he said, no options, basically. Uh, then then um, they did it well. They they fired me before it became public. You know, you know they play they play the game masterfully, but but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they I felt very unprotected uh, by by the legal system, uh, and 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 uh, tremendously disappointed yeah. by the options I had by the options I had. Definitely, definitely. I can understand that. I can understand that. All right. So my next question is, what words of hope can you give to our listeners? What would you tell somebody who's been where you've been? 
You know, I like a definition of hope by a philosopher, Martin Buber, a German philosopher, Jewish, who actually made it into the general philosophy. He created the theory of a I Dao, okay, that we must relate to each other, know, like, on a human level, is the, is the philosopher of dialogue, okay? And he has a definition of hope, realistic idealism, realistic idealism. Mm -hmm. Then hope is having one foot in reality and the other foot in imagining something. Then, 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 and I love that because otherwise, if it's only imagination, it's an illusion. And if it's only reality, you're trapped by it. Then you are, you are here in the paradox of being in reality and at the same time imagining. And I think that one of the most dangerous things that happen with mental illness when we stop imagining a better outcome. That's something that mental illness does to you. It robs you of the capacity of imagination. Mm -hmm. Then, then, then I don't like unrealistic you know, positions because again, what is real is an illusion. Then you are standing in reality with a good assessment of your situation, realistic, but also you have the capacity to envision and imagine. And when you do that, you begin moving ahead an inch at the time, okay? You have the possibility of, of moving an inch at the time. And, and sometimes that's what, 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 uh, what you need, okay? A small motion that takes you from, from the here to somewhere. Okay, okay. Wow, thank you so very much. So now we're gonna do a switch in the interview just a little bit. As mm -hmm. you can see behind me, there are some books called The Music of My Life, a red book in behind me. And um, basically it's about my journey with uh, bipolar disorder and music therapy. So my question to you is what type of music do you like? Okay, I am a Latin boy, okay, from Argentina. I am Jewish, Hispanic, and I, I and I and I really wear my Hispanic identity strongly. Okay, I watch soccer. Okay, I watch so I watch soccer, and 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 my music are the boleros, the romantic music of of ah. of, 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 of South America. You know that romantic music. You know, like very slow. You know, I don't know, listeners, you know, my, my sing favorite singers are Luis Miguel and Christian Castro, all those very romantic love songs. Uh, then 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 that's that's what 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 I I listen. Listen, my favorite song of all songs, by the way, I can tell you that, is um, a Faith of the Heart. Oh, okay. Paul. Uh, and I learned about this song because it's the opening song of this, the Enterprise, which is one of the shows, uh, Star Trek, 
series is called Enterprise. And you know, there is a long, there is a long road coming from there to here. There is a long time, but my time is finally here. I think it's Russell Watson who sings, sings, okay. sings the song. And and what is special about him, he's singing this song about that is, you know, about this hope, and he had two brain tumors. Mm. Okay, that had to be removed. Okay. And 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 I think he's writing now songs to be released for when he passes away uh, for fundraising for the for the I think the cancer association. Then that's then I am between Latin boleros, uh, and and but my favorite song is that song from the series Enterprise for those who are listening, and I know the series. Awesome. By awesome. Way, this, this song, this song, uh, "Faith of the Heart," was uh, many times when the um, NASA has sent space shuttles. That's the song that the astronauts listen to before boarding the shuttle. Ah, interesting. They learned that recently. Okay, okay, that's cool. Perfect. So, Rabbi Amalfredo, how can we stay in touch with you? What are your social media handles? Then, look, I, I just published a book two months ago. Mm -hmm. It's free. It's a free book. Okay, I wanted to give a contribution and create a community. It's not only free, it's interactive. Oh. A book that, yes, has 14 chapters like acceptance, wholeness, uncertainty, shame, diagnosis, prayer, taking your pills. Then at the end of each chapter, Cleone, yeah, that's important. Yes, at the end of taking your pills, at the end of each chapter, there's a link and the reader can click the link go to a dedicated site and share wisdom. Then, then the book is called The Wisdom of Mental Illness, Finding Strength in Your Struggle, and can be downloaded for free, and it's doing so well. There are already 1,600 people who have downloaded the book. Wow. Six, six, in, in a couple of months, 1,600 people, and you can download it for free at my website, bipolarrabbi.com. Then bipolar rabbi comes together as one word. There are two R's, bipolar rabbi. Okay, then one word, rabbi with two B's that come. And then you can download it. And also on December 6th and December 13th, I am offering two free workshops. The first workshop is called the wisdom of mental, Strugg mental struggle. We are going to learn techniques about how to translate experience, mostly mental illness into wisdom. What do we do with all that experience? And the second one is on positive psychology for flourishing. flourishing. And everybody who takes the second one mm -hmm. is going to take also the instrument that I mentioned. Do you remember that I found my strength on my desk? Everybody who takes this second one positive psychology for flourishing is going to take for free that instrument. And one of the things they're going to get are their strengths. Then just for that, I think it's a magnificent opportunity where, you know, those who take the second one are going to go home 
with their portfolio of strengths and hopefully hopefully become stronger and more motivated in life all free because because my my mission is to I have a mission which is to transform everybody who has a mental illness is a master of life there is nobody who knows about resilience courage courage darkness uncertainty hope better than us right we've been there we've been there at the extreme situations where very few have been it is a shame that we do not see ourselves as masters of life because you can go into such a dark cave and not to come out of it with some wisdom and right. and there is so much wisdom we have that is being lost and wasted then the book and the seminars are free because I want to create a community of wisdom okay by us and to shift from stigma to dignity by bringing our wisdom to the world cool very cool thank you very much for offering that I will definitely be putting that information in the show notes so that people who who are interested in actually signing up that they can actually click on them as well perfect please thank you so much well rabbi alfredo it's been a blessing having you on our show thank you very much for sharing your story and being very transparent with us i appreciate it um and to all you resilient minds until next time please subscribe to us on all our platforms and don't forget to rate this show and leave a review for us on apple podcasts also join the community of Resilient Minds and sign up for our monthly newsletter at cleanlycrawford.com. Be sure to grab a copy of my book, The Music of My Life, on all market Amazon marketplaces to get to know me better. If you can think of one person that will receive value from today's show or connect with Rabbi Alfredo's testimonial, please share it with them. Feel free to take a screenshot of this week's episode of the podcast and tag us on Instagram. You can tag myself at OnlyCleone or, Res or Resilient Minds. 365 and today's guest at Bipolar Rabbi, right? Dot com, dot com. Right, on Instagram. And remember, mental health is not a death sentence. Despite your illness, you can strive, thrive, and live a life of abundance. Until next time, I'm Cleone Crawford, and I'm signing off. <laughs>